Entrepreneur on Fire, 862. My cut was $7.50. Bang, I made $1.5 million. So absolutely amazing. That's, that's me. <laughs> John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and freepodcastcourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Ready to add a professional ring to your business? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for our listeners, so visit evoice.com slash fire today. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Sir Hale Khan. Sir Hale, are you prepared to ignite? Holy and totally. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Sir Hale is known as the world's top joint venture expert and built an eight-figure business which was acquired by a 160 million IT group in 2006. In 2008, that IT group went bust and he went from multimillionaire to broke. In 2009, he set himself a challenge to make a million dollars in just 12 months and ended up closing a $1.5 million JV deal in just 30 days. Fire Nation, get excited. This is going to be a doozy. And Sir Hale, I've given our listeners... Just a little insight. So share more about you personally and then expand upon the biz. Well, me, myself, um, I originally trained as an accountant. And uh, while working at the accountancy firm, I found myself more related to people and more related to technology. And then uh, basically uh, leaving the accountancy position, uh, I did a master's and eventually um, s- uh, uh, set up a, uh, a very successful online training uh, business, which, uh, as you just explained, uh, you know, I sold a majority stake to a very large um, a nine-figure uh, corporate company. And, you know, they went bust in 2006. And I went from being a multimillionaire to totally broke. And then set myself a challenge to make a million dollars in 2009. And uh, um, uh, thankfully, I ended up um, doing that within 30 days. So it's been an amazing journey so far. And uh, I'm very, very blessed to be in the position I'm in today. It is all about the journey, Sir Hale. And that's what Entrepreneur on Fire focuses on, my friends. We talk about the journey. I mean, my listeners, first and foremost, are amazing. You're amazing, Fire Nation. Thank you. Um, but they're entrepreneurs. They're entrepreneurs. They're small business owners. They're sidepreneurs. They're successful entrepreneurs all around the world. And they are at some point in their journey. Different points for sure, but they're at some point in their journey. And I want them to, them to know that even Sir Hale Khan, the man who was acquired by a $160 million IT group, you know, that had built an eight-figure business that in 30 days closed a $1.5 million JV deal, you're just human, my friends. And you have made massive mistakes in your life. You've made stumbling blocks. You've encountered failures, obstacles, and challenges. And I want you to tell one of those right now, the worst entrepreneurial moment in your life. Tell that story, my friends. Take it away. 
I think I would say the worst moment for me was giving uh, up control of my um, uh, eight-figure business. That for me, you know, uh, as an entrepreneur, I'm always in check. And one of the things I never, never did at that moment in time was trust my gut, you know, trust my instinct. Mm. You know, I went by what the numbers said. I went by what, you know, my co-fellow directors said, my shareholders and that for me was probably the worst um, moment in time. And from then, you know, I've learned a big lesson, you know, to always trust your instinct, always trust your gut, because that is what makes you survive at the end. OK, that is what takes you from where you are now to where you want to be. And for me, I'd say that was the worst moment in time, you know, giving up control of my company to uh, a nine figure uh, group who acquired it. And then eventually, you know, they went bust um, uh, two years later. Well, Sir Hill, I want to go back there real quick. Let me, uh, sure. let me cut in here because what was it like to, to be running an eight figure company? Like, what was that like? Give us a little snapshot. It was amazing, you know. I, as as always, as the as the the CEO of the of the company, I was always the first person in, the last person out. But, you know, it gave us the opportunities to do um, loads of business, uh, loads of partnerships around the world, um, and the ability to hire the best of the best. You know, we had the best people working from us. Most of my team were headhunted uh, from all over the world. You know, we had a center in uh, in in the UK. We had a center in the US. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And um, also being the leaders in the field, especially when it comes to technology and online training, you know, we were doing video-based training 10, 15 years ago. It's phenomenal. And now video is the biggest thing. Of course. Well, let me ask you this question then. Like, why'd you sell? Like, what was the tipping point? What was the straw that broke the camel's back that had you hand the reins over of this business that you built? I think the main thing was this business was this group um, who was uh, really started off as the joint venture partner of ours uh, was leading the field in what they were doing. And, you know, they had over 500,000 customers. And for us to integrate within a business like that took our business to the next level. You know, we ended up doubling our turnover. I stepped down as CEO. I again doubled the business because now I was working on the business rather than in the business. But, you know, the, the, the issue was this big group was acquiring companies left, right and center because their balance sheet was so strong and they had so Got much it. money to spend. So, you know, it's one of those things. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of companies went bust back in, you know, the dot com uh, um, days because of the, uh, you know, the amount of money they had to buy companies. And, you know, they, they made some bad decisions. You know, they bought a couple of companies that were duds and didn't work for them. And, and that was their downfall. And, you know, we didn't have control in that because we weren't sitting, even though I sat on the board, I didn't sit in on, on the board in terms of making decisions where the group was. So yeah. that for me was a, a major issue. And you would have been just one voice too. And, you know, at that point, everybody's just seeing dollar bills and they're just seeing Benjamins reading from the sky and they're just like, bigger is better. Well, the reality is Fire Nation, we've seen this so many times, bigger is not always better. In fact, oftentimes, especially in the very quick-paced, fast-moving, changing, pivoting entrepreneurial world, bigger is your enemy. It's actually bad because it doesn't allow you to adjust to the changing market conditions nearly quickly enough. You know, you are like a behemoth lumbering along where you have all these little upstarts that are scooping up right under your nose. You know, there's a lot of examples of that in the past. You know, that's why I love staying small, staying agile. And that's why I love you, Fire Nation, that are listening right now, that are thinking of a company that you're going to create, that are thinking of an idea of a business 
whatever one thing that you decide to commit every ounce of your energy to, you will do better at than this massive conglomerate company that is just, you know, one of their million things that they're doing. You know, that focus gets lost. And Sir Hale, there's a quote that I'm really a big fan of, and I'd love for you to kind of talk about it for a second. One inch wide and one mile deep. You know, it's the entrepreneurs that I really see go one mile deep with one great idea that really achieve disproportionate success. What are your thoughts on that? I totally agree with you. Now, look at look at the position I'm in. Okay, when I lost everything, you know, I'm thankful to one of my mentors who told me to uh, focus on one thing and master that until he became the master at it. And now I'm probably one of the top two joint venture experts in the world. And that is it. It's just, it's just one thing. You will never see me do anything else apart from what I do. And that is joint ventures and strategic alliances and strategic partnerships. That is all I ever do. And that is all I'm known for. So, hey, you know, I totally agree with you there. And guess what, Sir Hill, you were not amazing at joint ventures when you first started. And this is what I want Fire Nation to realize. They can say, well, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at anything right now. Every master was a disaster. At one point, every master was a disaster. Kobe Jones bricked his first free throw. You know, Tiger Woods whiffed on the first time he took a swing at a golf ball. Every master was a disaster. And that goes for you, Sir Hill. That goes for me as a podcaster. That goes for every entrepreneur. It's just happened. So just start and focus on that one thing. So let's kind of move down. Let's shift because you've already told one great story. I'm moved by it. I think we made a great point for Fire Nation. What is that one epiphany moment, that aha moment, that light bulb that went on at some point in your journey? You've had a lot of them, Sir Hale, but take us to one that you know makes for a good story. Tell us that story and the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. This is quite amazing because this is the story that I do tell when I'm on stage and the story of what happened to me after I lost everything. You know, I went on a spiritual journey to figure out what I do next in my life. Okay, I was like, you know, I've been there and done it. You know, I've lived the multimillionaire lifestyle. I've, I've lived that. Okay, what's next for me? You know, do, am I one of these entrepreneurs who, who makes millions, lose millions, then, come, then comes back making millions? Or, or, or am I destined to do something else? So on my spiritual journey, I wanted to figure out what to do in my life. And, it, you know, I had an aha moment. You know, the, the aha moment for me was one of two things. One is uh, once entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. <laughs> and, no, and number two was what have I done in the past that has been successful that I can replicate very easily? And you know what it was? Staring me right in my face, joint ventures. And that, my friend, is how I came back on my feet very, very quickly. So now tell us that story. I want you to take us to that first glimmer of light that you saw, Sir Hill. Like what was that first corner that you turned that you said, you know what, I think I might have something here. I think I'm on the right path. Well, you know, here's the thing, you know, I train loads of joint venture brokers around the world. And this is something that I do passionately. And I work with loads of companies and individuals. And one thing that you, uh, um, you develop when you start to learn more about joint ventures and strategic alliances is the joint venture mindset. And for me, nowadays, wherever I look, I see opportunities all the time. And I can connect the dots very, very easily. So for me, it was uh, the first opportunity that I had 
was um, basically I found a book that, uh, that had sold 400,000 copies. Um, I approached the publishers and said, you know, do you have a video version of the book? They said, no. I said, well, I have a video version. Would you be interested in upselling that to the existing customers? Actually I, actually, I didn't have the product. I just pitched it. Right. And now here's, now here's the secret of joint ventures. It's all about the distribution, okay? If you can, uh, if you can um, get control of a distribution, you can feed any product into that distribution. So here I was. I had an agreement with a company that had 400,000 customers to supply them with a video version of this book so I went out and I actually ended up creating the video version of the book and I'll talk more about that later because I know that you've got a question for me there um, I, I ended up you know creating a video version of the book I repurposed their content relicensed it back to the company we did just over 201,000 units. My, my cut was $7.50 per unit. Bang, I made $1.5 million. Wow. Now, this is something that I really want to hang on to right here. Your quote, Sir Hale, I didn't have the product. I just pitched it. And what's so powerful about that, Fire Nation, is that ensures one of the most important things that we as entrepreneurs can ensure, that we have a starving audience before we actually spend our most valuable resource, time, creating, creating that product, that service, whatever that might be. Because if that person has said, hey, okay, you have this video product, we don't want it. You know, we're in talks with somebody else. Well, if you had already created it, that's all wasted time. Or if they just say, no, we're not interested, then you would just wasted time creating that video product. But if you come to somebody and say, hey, I'm willing to create a video product for X, Y, and Z, and they say, "Um, okay, maybe, but this guy says he's going to create it. How long is it going to take? We can probably just do it ourselves. But when you come to somebody with a finished idea, just basically saying that, hey, like I have this ready. Like Let's make this happen knowing that you can put your head down and get this cranked out because you do have that expertise, you know, the game changes, things switch around. So, Sir Hill, let me kind of take it back to you because, you know, I I know that we have a little more to talk about this with the joint venture stuff. And I just kind of want you to sum up this story, you know, this light bulb that went off in your journey with our listeners so we can really walk away with at least one key point here. The biggest thing is you you'd always got to keep your eyes open, okay, to opportunities that surround us. And it's all about leverage, okay? Everything I do nowadays is all about leverage because, you know, like we've spoken about, you can either be part of a bigger uh, conglomerate or a bigger organization or be nimble and work really quickly and fast as an entrepreneur. But it's, it's about leverage. So, you know, everything I do and everything I get involved in is all about leverage. It's looking at what opportunities there are or even what hidden assets there are in front of me that nobody else sees that I can go in and I can leverage that very, very easily. And that is what I do very successfully. And and that is what people can do. It's just a matter of honing your skills, understanding how joint ventures work, how strategic alliances work. And let me tell you, most joint ventures and strategic alliances, you don't even need a sort of a, a funds or money up front to be able to achieve what I have achieved. I mean, you can even do it on a minimal low cost scale. So people are listening right now and they're just clueless. Their head is empty with ideas as far as what they could possibly do. Can you give us one or two ideas about where we can start You know, to listen, where we can start to keep our eyes open? Are there forums? Are there review sites? Give us something. Okay, very easy. There's only two main questions you need to ask people when you're going to do a networking. The first question is, okay, Bob, tell me how did you get started as a blank? Second question, which is a follow-up, is, okay, Bob, tell me, how can I help you sell more of your product or service? And then just be totally quiet, and to listen, and then you listen to what the other person needs. And that is how 
you'll be able to put together a joint venture or a strategic alliance, helping that person and building your network at the same time. Love it. But Fire Nation, it starts with you taking action, investing in yourself, getting to these conferences, joining masterminds, getting out there, being active in this world, creating it for yourself. And Sir Hale, we are moving into my 60 second questions. So let's expound on number one. Ideally, what do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? Well, ideally what I do nowadays is I spend a bit of time meditating and also uh, the first 60 minutes of my day, I spend a bit of time reading, reading something that's non-business related just to kickstart my brain and also be very grateful for the position I'm in. Um, you know, I currently try and pick a book that is a, either a fantasy related book or expands my mind. And that is how I, fe- uh, how I spend the first 60 minutes of my day. What is your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? I think the ability to connect with people, the ability to uh, really, really hone in on an individual uh, and to be able to build a relationship with an individual and basically, you know, make that connection with anyone, regardless of whether they're individuals, um, millionaires, billionaires or, you know, A-class um, uh, actors or whatever or celebs. That's I, I got to say is my biggest strength as an entrepreneur. Relationships, Fire Nation, are the epitome of my success, and they are for so many other entrepreneurs as well. Sir Hale is a great example, so never shy away from building those relationships. What's your biggest weakness? You know what? I've got to say it's timekeeping. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things that I haven't been able to really master, and I would love to master it in terms of my timekeeping is not great. Um, I guess it's because of all the ideas that come into my head and all of the crazy things I get up to in my life, I guess. Hey, we all have it. I mean, I can tell you, I am <laughs> addicted to email. It's like, it's, it's, it's bad. Like it's something I need to break myself <laughs> off of in 2015. Yeah. What is one habit, Sir Hale, that you wish you had? I think one of the one of the biggest habits I wish I had was the ability to get up very early in the morning, like Ooh. some people do. You know, I read about these articles all the time about you know the super successful how they get up really early. Oh, you're in the talking morning. to one of them right now, Sir Hale. There you go. So <laughs> that that's a habit that I'm still trying to get into. You know, I'm trying to get my. The problem is I travel so much. You know, I speak around the world. I train around the world. My sleep cycles are just totally messed Sir up. Sir Hale, so. you can't see me right now, but I'm playing the world's smallest violin because I feel <laughs> so bad for you, my friends. Listen, read The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It will help you with a little mindset cool. shift and your mornings will begin to become miracles. Awesome. Sir Hale, what's the one thing that has you fired up right now? Actually, there's two things that have me fired up right now. One is the, uh, you know, the, uh, the introduction of, uh, you know, our first baby and my, wow. my son. Yeah. Being born anytime now. It's, 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 it's actually amazing. You know, it changes your whole life. And we're very fortunate to be entrepreneurs, me and my wife. You know, we both run uh, similar businesses and it, it gives us a lifestyle uh, to be able to do what we want. So I think I'm really fired up about this year. 2015 is going to be absolutely awesome. You know, we've got a, a third member of the team. Um, <laughs> and it's just going to be- I don't know how much that third member is going to contribute <laughs> to the bottom line. But, That's you know, true, yeah. when it comes to the joy well, and well, happiness well, factor. Well, well, when you say bottom line, bottom line will probably be more more uh, money in nappies when we say bottom <laughs> line. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, Sir Hale, I'm not going to let you go yet, my friend, because we are going to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
Fire Nation, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And with ZipRecruiter's premium traffic boost, you can get up to three times more candidates. Quickly screen applicants, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free and get 30% off your first traffic boost by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. There's a lot to be said of the internet and its ability to help us connect. You can build anything from relationships to entire businesses with the click of a button. But there are times when online communication can't beat hearing someone's voice over the phone. The personal connection, the trust, and the peace of mind that comes with it is irreplaceable. That's why I use eVoice for my business. By helping me expertly manage all of my business calls, eVoice provides me with a better way to connect with clients and business partners. With a toll-free number, professional voice greeting, in a dial-by-name directory, eVoice transforms any phone into my business phone. So no matter where I am, I always have the ability to connect. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for you. So visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. Sir Hale, welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds awesome. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, it's, it's, it's mindset, right? And this is one of the big things that I've learned from, uh, you know, um, working with clients and working with mentors. The biggest thing for me was mindset, you know, asking myself the question, can I do that? You know, can I do what they do? You know, I, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm nowhere. You know, I, I don't have that ability. I don't have the connections. I don't have the money. So I think, but one of the biggest things was mindset, you know, uh, and that is, that is what I have now, which is my greatest asset is, is the mindset that I've built. What is the best advice you've ever received? Okay, the best advice I've ever received is the one that I always go by in my life, and that is, what would you do if you knew you could never fail? Mm. And I and I take that now, and I do some crazy, wacky stuff, <laughs> and most of it touch wood work. So I've used that. I've used that advice. Give one quick example of a crazy activity you've done. Oh man, uh, I get. I get crashed an event once. Um, uh, it was a very, very um, uh, a Fortune 500 um, uh, conference. Uh, all the speakers in there, you know, Damon John from the Shark Tank. You know, you got a couple of big major players, Richard Branson, and um, I basically uh, I, I walked into the conference and I started doing an activity. Uh, which was a 15-minute activity. Um, security guards came in, but the organizer saw what I was doing and he let me carry on. And it worked out so well that they gave me, at the end of it, they gave me a speaking slot. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. You know, one of my personal habits is, is keeping keeping in touch with people, you know, writing letters of, thank, of thanks, um, you know, like handwritten uh, letters? Yeah, handwritten letters. All right. Really? Well, I'm going to Skype you my address. We'll see if you hold up on that. Awesome. Yeah, really, <laughs> really works. And, you know, also my book, you know, I've got a, a number one international bestselling book. And, 
you know, I sent a copy of that out to uh, all of my closest and dearest friends, including yourself, of course. Of course. Um, and, and that's what I do. And it, and it, it really works because I'll tell you why. Whenever, wherever I am in the world, you're always guaranteed someone will reach, will reach out to me and say, hey, man, you know, come and spend some time with us. Come and have dinner with my family. You know, let's go for a cup of tea. And it's just, you know, the relationships are just oh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, and I'm very blessed and, and I'm very, you know, I'm very happy with that. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I would say the, the best one that I use is um, a website called compete.com. Um, if you really want to drill down in terms of competitors' websites and find out what other people are doing and, and you do a lot of drill down in terms of demographics, especially when you're going out to find strategic alliances and joint venture partners, compete.com is probably um, the best resource that I can recommend and something that I use personally with all my clients and all my students. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? This is crazy because there's so many books. Um, I'll, I'll recommend the book that got me started. And I recommend the book that actually is written by one of my mentors and, and one of my friends, a, a guy called Jay Abraham. And the book is How to Get Everything You Can Out of All You've Got. Read it, absorb, observe it, absorb, absorb it. And that is a book that basically got me started to where I am today. So I, you know, I'm sure it'll do the same for you. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. Sir Hale, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, it's amazing you asked that question because that is exactly what I did to get back on my feet. Yes. I had $500. I, had $500. I, I went from a multimillionaire to being broke. I had nothing. I was living in my old bedroom in my mom's house. Um, you know, I had nothing. And what I did was, you know, I spotted the opportunity. You know, I scoured the, uh, the, the national newspapers. I found a product, had sold 400,000 copies, contacted the company and said, you know, do you have a video version of this book? They said, no. I said, would you like a video version of the book that you can upsell to your existing customers? I then um, went on to elance.com. I paid $500 for a DVD course on how to use your PC, which is what the book was called. I repurposed the content. I relicensed it back to the company. And uh, lo and behold, we closed the deal. And we did, you know, I've just over 201,000 copies of the DVD. My cut was $7.50. Bang, I made $1.5 million. So it's absolutely amazing. That's, that's me. <laughs> Bang, $1.5 million. Fire Nation, it's possible. And Sir Hale, let's end today on fire, brother. With you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. I would say I would say persistence is a key. Okay, and anything you do in life, persistence is the key. And another thing that um, uh, one of my mottos is to is is always give first, ask later. Go out and give as much as you can. You know, we we are getting into a an era right now where people are taking. You know, we need to start giving. Okay, so give as much as you can, and I try and keep your eyes open for that opportunity because that opportunity will arise. Okay, and when it comes. 
please grab it with both hands, okay? And there are opportunities out there if you put yourselves in the right places. Um, if you want to learn more about me and what I do, um, I have a website. It's um, uh, www.milliondollarpartnering.com. You can learn more about me, my programs, uh, pick up a copy of my book. And if you're uh, you know, more interested about what I do as a consultant, there's also www.ultimatebusinessconsultant.com. And also look me up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the JV guy. Also go into LinkedIn. And, you know, if you uh, can't find me, just Google me, Sahel Khan. Put the term JV after my name and bang, I'm everywhere. Boom. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Sir Hale and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Sir Hale in the search bar or con. That might be easier. K-H-A-N. His show notes page will pop right up with all these links, all his resources, his contact information. And Sir Hale, thank you my friends, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.